Hey, this is Kerwin Santiago, pastor of Social Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today, and I pray that this message blesses you and helps you grow in your faith to become more like Jesus. Praise the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited to be here. I'm ready to receive what God has for us and I told you last week that I was going to start a new series today, but I'm not going to do that. And I apologize to you because that series, I'm going to go ahead and start it in October, okay? So we have this Sunday, next Sunday, and then the following Sunday, we'll actually start the series. I don't know if we have the graphic. Mauricio, I don't know if you were able to get it. But the series is titled Praying, Praying the Psalms. Praying the Psalms. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I felt in my heart something that I went through myself, that many times when I went in prayer, I just didn't know what to say. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, it's just me. But I would go to prayer and it's like I would repeat myself over and over and over again. And sometimes I just would not know how to pray. And there were days where I just, I wasn't feeling it. I don't know if you've ever felt that too. That, you know, you don't always feel the same way every single day. So you, when you go to prayer, there might be days when you're feeling it, man, and you can go on. But there are days where you're just not feeling it and then it's like, you're stuck like you can't get anything out and so God began to show me how to pray using the Psalms and the Psalms are really prayers they're songs and they're prayers and as I started to read the Psalms and I started to use them in prayers I began to gain this language this prayer language that I didn't have before and I was able to begin to pray in a powerful way that I couldn't pray before and God said the people need to know how to pray too we need to know how to pray because prayer, listen, prayer is one of the most important things that we're going to do in our lives as believers. It's one of the most important things. I say two things about prayer and the word. That prayer is like breathing, right? You need, you need it, you need it. And the word is like food. You need both of them. You can't survive without either of them. And it's the same way with the word and with prayer. And so in October, we're going to start that series today. I'm going to do just a miscellaneous sermon uh, next week. Same thing. And then we'll start. But I have a word for you today. I have a word for you today. And I hope that you're ready to receive what God has for you. Can you say, God, just lift your hands right there and just get ready and say, God, speak to me. I open up my ears. My understanding to hear what your spirit has to say to me. Remove all distractions, Lord. Remove any hindrance that might get in the way of your people receiving this word. So that they, when they leave this place, they will say, we will never again be the same. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that this morning? Are you ready? There was a time in my life when I was complaining about everything. I mean, and specifically I was complaining about ministry and being in ministry. You know, because ministry isn't easy. Leading a church is not easy. And I complain about people. I, I, I'm being honest this morning. I complain about people. And I, I would tell God, God, just take them, please. Take them, Lord. Take them. Because I felt like it was a burden. I felt like 
It was hard. You know, I don't know if you've ever been like that or been in a moment like that. But at some point, I felt like, man, this is just becoming way too much. And you see, the call of God in my life, the one thing that I wanted so bad at one point in my life, that I like, God, use me however you want, got to a point where it became a burden for me. And I got into the ministry and years passed by and all of a sudden, instead of me thinking, wow, how blessed am I? How privileged am I to be able to be in this position to be used by God? How privileged am I to even consider myself a believer? I was complaining. I was complaining about all the things that I was going through. And I remember that during this time, God brought to memory what I used to do when I was a kid. And I remember when I was a kid, people would ask me, Kerwin, what is it that you want to be when you grow up? And I would always say, I want to be a major league baseball player. I want to be a major league baseball player. But listen, when they would ask me that and I would say that, I, I was very specific too. I would say, I want to be a shortstop for the Yankees in the major leagues. Like, I was specific about what I wanted to be. But as the years passed by and the more I played, the more I realized how hard this dream was going to be of becoming true. And so my prayers or my desires became less specific. And as people would continue asking me, what is it that you want to be when you grow up? Now I would say, I just want to play in the major leagues. And they would ask me, what position? And I would say, any position, I don't care, as long as I make it into the major leagues. And I would say that because I believe that, man, how fortunate would I be if I could get to play in any team for the major leagues in any position whatsoever. If I could just have the privilege of being part of a team, what a, what, how fortunate would I be? How blessed could I consider myself because of that? And you see, I believe it's the same way with us as believers. I believe that as believers, we should consider ourselves fortunate to have been chosen by God. We should consider ourselves fortunate. Fortunate. We should consider ourselves blessed that God chose me. That he chose us to be part of his family. And therefore, listen, therefore we should be willing to do whatever it is that is asked of us in a loving and in a faithful way for the building up of the church. That's what I believe that we should be. And that's the word I got from God. That's the word I got from God. And God brought me here to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 21 and 22. The weirdest of all the places God had, could have taken in the Bible to confirm this word that he spoke to me. And listen, here is the final greetings, the conclusion of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Out of all the places that God could speak to us, this, listen, this is the part that we all skip over. This is the part that we look at, we read, and we're like, ah, just a conclusion in a letter. It doesn't mean anything. And this is where God took me to speak to me about this truth. And here, as Paul is closing his letter in verse 21, he says, Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose that you may know how we are 
and that he may encourage you. And I read that and I said, wow, what a presentation. What a recommendation. How Paul describes Tychicus. And you might be there sitting down and saying, who is Tychicus? And that's the same thing I asked myself when I read this. Who is Tychicus? This man that Paul is describing in such a great way. This man that Paul is describing in a way that he uplifts him in his character and in his purpose. And listen, I want you to know that Paul here, as he introduces this man who is a co-worker, a co-laborer in the work of ministry with Paul. He describes him in this way that made me think, man, wow. That's how people should describe us. That's how people should describe us. When they talk about us, that's how it is for the most part, let me tell you, because not everybody's going to like you. That's the truth. No matter how good you are, no matter what you do, you're going to have enemies and you're going to have friends. And not everybody's going to describe you this way, no matter how faithful you are to God. But for the most part, we should have people in our lives that can describe us in this way too. And so... As I was reading this, how Paul describes him should not only be how others should describe us. It should be how we consider ourselves. It should be how we consider ourselves. We should look into Tychicus' description of who he was and his, what his purpose was. And we should say, that, that should be me. And so, what is that that we should be? How is it that we should consider ourselves? And I want to tell you this morning, the way it is, is that as believers, say with me, I'm a believer. Say with me, come on, like if you are, I'm a believer. And so as believers, we should consider ourselves fortunate to have been chosen by God. And therefore, we should be willing to do whatever is asked for us lovingly and faithfully for the building up of his church that's what we should how we should consider ourselves one Paul introduces Tychicus by name and he refers to him as beloved brother and faithful servant in the Lord but notice this because it's what I noticed when I began to study it and I asked myself who is Tychicus I began to research and find, I found out one of the first things I came upon was what his name meant. What his name meant. And Tychicus' name means fortunate. Fortunate. Lucky. And when I read that description or what his name meant, I said, wow, isn't that true of him? That he is or was fortunate. That he was chosen by God. Consider ourselves too. When we have been chosen by God to be part of his family. And included to serve in any way in the church. 
we should say of ourselves, man, I am fortunate. Can somebody here this morning say, God, thank you because I am fortunate. Now, maybe you're not clapping this morning because you don't know what that means. But I want to tell you something. A fortunate person is someone who receives something good that was unexpected or undeserved. A fortunate person, when you say, man, you're lucky. You're telling that person what you just got. You didn't deserve it. Come on. You know. You should have gotten that. You're fortunate. When someone's fortunate, they get something that was unexpected, something good, unexpected, or undeserved. And that's who Tychicus was. And that's who we are as believers. We got something that we didn't deserve. We got something that was unexpected. We got placed into the family of God. We were added as members and citizens of his kingdom. And we were giving eternal life. Man, I don't know about you, but we couldn't buy that with any money of this world. We couldn't earn it by doing anything in this world. We got it by grace and grace alone. And therefore, when I think of his goodness and I think of his grace... I can only say I'm fortunate to have been chosen to be a part of God's family and to serve him. This is true of us. We are fortunate. We are fortunate. So Paul refers to Tychicus, Tychicus this fortunate man, in a specific way. He says he's a beloved brother and a faithful servant in the Lord. A faithful brother. I'm sorry, a beloved brother and a faithful servant in the Lord. What is a brother? A brother is a Christian. Say with me, a Christian. Back in the days, the first names of believers was not Christian. They referred to each other as brothers. They referred to each other as brothers because Listen, that's what Jesus said of his disciples. He said, you are all brothers. Hello, somebody. Turn to the person next to you and tell them, if it's a guy, tell them you're my brother. If it's a girl, tell them you're my sister. You're my sister. We're brothers and sisters. We're a family. We are family. Jesus said, you are all brothers and you have one father in heaven. You are a family. That's how we should consider ourselves. As a family, when you look around, you have to know you're not alone. You have a family that God has placed you in. But he not only refers to him as brother, he refers to him as servant. Say with me, servant in the Lord. And a servant in the Lord is one who helps meet the needs of other believers. A servant in the Lord is one who helps meet the needs of other believers. Believers, of other believers. Listen, and I tell, say that with much love and carefully because you know this is true. A lot of times, a lot of people, and none of you probably here, but a lot of people are more willing to help those that are outside of the family than those that are in the family. This happens in every family. People are more willing to help those that are outside of the family. They treat them better. They do more things for them. Outside of the family, when it comes to the family, what do you want? Get away from me. 
We can't stand each other. We don't want to be around each other. But here Paul describes him as a servant in the Lord. Meaning that a servant in the Lord is one who helps meet the needs of other believers. Those that are brothers and sisters in the Lord. Our first service is to our family members in the Lord. That's how we should consider ourselves. That's who we are. And a servant doesn't have a specific title. Doesn't have a specific title. He's not picky or territorial about where he serves and what he does. He doesn't have a closed mind. You see, Tychicus had many roles. He, had, he wore many hats. And Paul describes him here in these verses as someone who had the mission of relaying information. Tychicus was not only his errand boy, if you want to call him that, but I choose to call him an apostolic representative. He ran errands for the apostle. He was considered to be trustworthy, and so they sent him to collect the offerings that was going to be sent to Jerusalem too. He also was the one that sent the letter to the Ephesians. He delivered the letter to the Ephesians and to the Colossians. And he, when he got there with the letter, delivering it because it was expensive to deliver letters back in those days. Paul, when he sent it, he sent it with Tychicus. It was expensive to write letters in those days. Very expensive to write letters. And so imagine if you're sending a letter, you want to make sure that it gets to where you want it to get. Because if it gets lost in the process, man, you lost a lot of money. If it would have gotten lost in the process, you and I in the church today would not have the letter Ephesians or Colossians. But Tychicus was a servant in the Lord. He did many things. He probably got there, read the letter to the Ephesians. And related some information that Paul wanted them to know about him. And also when he went back to Paul, he probably took back some information about what was happening in the church right there. Tychicus, listen, he wasn't pastor. He wasn't prophet. He wasn't apostle. He didn't have a title. Tychicus, I believe, man, was a faithful servant in the Lord. Because he was willing to do whatever was asked of him. Paul would say, I need you to deliver a letter. He said, yeah, I'm going. I am. He was considered to be a replacement for Timothy in Crete. He could do it all. He was a servant. No title. No demands. Like me, I was like, I want to be a shortstop with the Yankees in the major leagues. And then I you realize. How fortunate would I be just to be in the major leagues? Man, give me a, let me be a bat boy. Let me be the water boy. I don't care what I have to do, but just let me be in the major leagues. And when we see the same thing here, man, we have to consider ourselves to be fortunate. Man, not only to be brothers and sisters, family members in God, but we should also consider ourselves fortunate because he has chosen us to serve in his purposes and in his kingdom. Servants will be given different many tasks to work in the Lord. Servants will be given tasks that might seem insignificant but are really important. That's why we should consider ourselves in this way. I remember when I was a kid, my grandma, my grandma would tell me, Kerwin, take the trash out. 
And I will tell her, Grandma, I'm not a garbage man. I'm a baseball player. I'm not a garbage man. I'm a baseball player. I didn't understand when I was a kid the importance of doing what seemed to be insignificant like if it was the most important thing. Because it was important. And a lot of times we come to God and we come in broken. And we come into God's kingdom and we are accepted into his family by grace. And we, at the beginning, are so grateful. And we're like, God, do with me whatever you want. But then, as time passes on, we become demanding. We look around at our positions and what God has for us. And not only do we become demanding, we become tired. And it, all of a sudden, it becomes a burden to do the things that once were a delight to do. Because we considered ourselves to be but I came to tell you this morning, my brothers and sisters, do not forget who you are. That's why Paul told the Ephesians, he said, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but your fellow citizens with God's people and members of his household. Man, you are lucky because one day you had the wrath of God over your life. In his wrath you were destined to death but by his grace you have been saved. We are fortunate. We are fortunate because Paul also says you are, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are fortunate because he has chosen us to serve him. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if they recognize me. It doesn't matter if they give me an award. If they pat my back. It doesn't matter what. I don't do this to please people. I do it to please the Lord. And it doesn't matter what is needed it doesn't matter what the need is if there's a need in the church I feel, I feel like I'm so fortunate and lucky that I've been chosen by God that I'll say God let me do whatever I can do to help your cause it's not enough but it's not enough it's not enough that we are family and that we're servants it's not enough that we're just brothers and that we are servants in the Lord. It's just not enough that we are that. Because Paul, listen, doesn't just describe him as a brother and a servant in the Lord. He specifically refers to him as a beloved brother and a faithful servant. It's not just that he's a brother. It's not just that he's a servant. Because you can have good family members and you can have bad family members. You can have good employees and you can have bad employees. It's not just that you are a brother or a sister. It's not enough. It's not that you are just a servant in the Lord. Yeah, well, I'll serve. I do whatever I have to do. that you are those things but in a specific way. It's that you are a brother or a sister and a family member but a beloved one. And it's that you are a servant but that you are a faithful one. 
I believe that's what God wants from us. And I believe that when people refer to us and when we look at ourselves as fortunate and lucky and blessed to have something that we didn't deserve, we should also say, man, then I should do whatever is asked for me in a loving and in a faithful manner. Don't just do it just to do it. Do it the right way. Serve the right way. Relate with others in the family the right way. I believe. That it's not enough. Tychicus was a beloved brother. And that means that he was very dear to Paul. He had Paul's affection. He had Paul's love. That tells me that he was lovable. In order for Paul to be able to love him, he must have been lovable. Come on, you know. There are some people that are easy to love and some people that are hard to love. But he was lovable. He was beloved. And that's what we should be. He was a faithful servant, meaning that he was reliable. He was reliable. He could be counted on to get the job done when it needed to get done. And also we should be loving brothers or sisters as family members. And faithful servants in the Lord. We should be like Tychicus, beloved and faithful. I don't know if anybody here is receiving something. But I came to tell you today, I just want to say this today. This is what the church is so much in need of. Like one person. This is what the church is so much in need of today. Brothers and servants. Family members and servants in the Lord that will do whatever is asked of them lovingly and faithfully because they consider themselves as fortunate to have been chosen by God. You see, when you consider yourself as fortunate, something changes in your life. When you consider yourselves and you look at your life and you see what God has done and you see the opportunities he's given you and you realize it and you're grateful for it. You see, man, God, I'm grateful because I'm fortunate. I'm not deserving of what I have. But you have given it to me by grace. And therefore, I should, I should do what I do for you, God, lovingly and faithfully. And when you do this, when you're grateful when you look at your life and you see, man, how blessed I am. And this is the way it should be. Somebody here today should be like, man, I'm blessed. Come on. Can, can you turn to somebody and tell them today, can you tell them, call me fortunate. Man, just call me fortunate. Turn to somebody else. Come on, if you truly believe that and tell them, man, just, I realize it. I realize it. Maybe I was complaining. I was bickering. I was dragging my feet. I felt like this was a burden. But today I realize I got to change my mentality. I can't continue being the same way. Man, man, I'm for, just call me fortunate. If you're going to call me anything, call me blessed. Call me fortunate. Call me lucky. It doesn't matter what comes my way. It doesn't matter what the devil does. Call me fortunate. I'm blessed. Come on, can somebody say that with me this morning? I'm blessed. I'm fortunate. Thank you, God. Can somebody just give God one minute of praise? Because you know that you didn't deserve what you have. 
But God didn't give it to you because you were good. He gave it to you because he's good. Fortunate. And when we consider ourselves fortunate, the first thing that we should do is learn that the way that we treat others and deal with others in the family of God should be done in a loving way. Say with me, in a loving way. Because as believers, there we have specific duties and responsibilities. As family members, listen, we have specific duties and responsibilities. It's not just, well, I'm part of the family and that's it and my job is done and that's it. No. We have specific duties and responsibilities. And one of the main ones and biggest ones that the Bible says that is our duty as family members is to love one another. We love ourselves. It's the great command to love others. This is an emphasis that Jesus puts on the value of spiritual family and on the loyalty that we should have amongst each other and the unity that there should be among the relationships in the kingdom of God. We are a community of believers in which there should be love demonstrated. Love is a great command. Say with me, it is our duty. It doesn't matter what it is that we should do. We should do it with love. It doesn't matter where I'm placed. It doesn't matter if they put me in the background where nobody sees me. Whatever God calls me to do, I'm going to do it with love. It doesn't matter. Because it's not about projects, it's about people. And a lot of times, can, can I tell you something? A lot of times people will not care how much you know until they know how much you care. It's not about projects. It's not about events. It's not about doing a service. Did you forget the most important thing with all, you know, within all the fuss and all the workload? It's the people. That God has called us to love. It's not about this beautiful thing and this beautiful service that we put together. Although it's awesome because we get to fellowship and praise our Lord together. And experience his presence in a way that we would never experience. But don't forget that it's not about the light. And it's not about the music. And it's not about the preaching and entertainment. It's about the person next to you. It's about the person in front of you and behind you. That's what it's about. We are family. And we we should consider ourselves to be so fortunate that we should be willing to love. And I'm not saying that that's easy, man, because I know it's difficult. I know some people are hard to love. I know some people will make their life impossible, man. I've been through things and I've seen some things in my life. Man, people that have made it hard for me to be a loving pastor. It's been hard. When people gossip about you, it's hard to love them. When people stab you in the back, it's hard to love them. When people are talking behind you, it's hard to love them. I know I'm talking to somebody here today, but listen, it doesn't matter what they do. I've understood one thing, that God's not going to judge me based on the standards of other people. So that's why I can't act 
to others and towards others the way they act towards me. They can hate me. They can gossip about me. They can stab me in the back. But I'm not going to do that back to them because God's not going to judge me according to the standards of how they live. When I get to God's presence, he's going to judge me according to what his standards, according to what he asked me to do. And so therefore, man, it doesn't matter if they love me or they don't love me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how they treat me. Listen, I know that my duty is to love others. Whether they love me or hate me, whether they like me or they don't, my job, my duty is to be a good brother to others in the family of God. And that's how we should be to others. Can you say with me, I know it's not easy, but I'm in love. I'm in love. It's not easy. They can hate me, but I'm going to love them. I'm going to do what God has called me to do because I'd rather please God than people. But it's not only that. When you consider yourself fortunate, not only do you treat others lovingly no matter how they treat you. It's not about how I'm treated. Oh, if they treat me bad, I'm going to treat them bad. No, it's not about that. I don't live up to the standards of people. I don't respond in the way they act towards me. The Bible tells me you should love even your enemies. Pray for them. Bless them. And man, I'll tell you what, man, I've had some fights in prayer with God about that one. Because I've, I've wanted in prayer to say, God, you know, let, let lightning strike on them. And I've had to say, God, cleanse my heart. Cleanse my heart. So that I can pray for them and say, and I've been able to say, God, bless them. But I, I've said it like that too. Not, 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 not God bless them, but God bless them. Bless them. I've learned that you have to be loving no matter how you're treated and what they do. And it's unfair. I know it's unfair. Man, it's unfair. But in the end, God is going to judge us based on his standards, not people's standards. And so we should treat others lovingly and serve him lovingly no matter what. And I'll finish with this now. When we consider ourselves to be fortunate, have been chosen by God to not only be part of his family, but also to be his servants. We should be willing to serve faithfully. Can you say that with me? I know it's a word that probably, it's a, it's a curse word to this generation, new generation. They don't know what faithful is. They don't know what faithful is. And I'm that, please, please, please don't take this the wrong way. I'm not stepping on anybody's toe today. And I'm not referring to anybody specific. And I'm not saying that everybody in this new generation is that way. I'm not saying that. We have good people. We have good people. But the truth is, man, for the most part, there's a lot of people that don't know anything in this. They don't know what it means to be faithful. Faithful means to be there in the good and the bad. Faithful means to be reliable, to be trustworthy. That somebody can count on you no matter what and you'll get the job done. You'll do whatever is asked of you because you understand that you are a servant in the Lord. That's who I am. And man, when I think of that, I got to say, man, I'm lucky. Man, I'm fortunate. Man, I'm blessed. That God would choose somebody like me. 
and include me into his family and allow me to even serve in whatever capacity it is. God, whether it's holding a mic in the front or picking up a piece of trash on the floor, God, thank you. choosing me. Whether people recognize me or they don't. God, thank you for choosing me to be part of your family. Thank you. Serving the Lord is not easy. Because there are so many reasons not to serve. There's so many reasons not to do what you've been called to do faithfully. There are many things that can discourage you along the way. And discouragement causes us to be unreliable. You know, when you get tired, you give up before you get there. And the things that Maybe we used to do in the beginning with passion, and with zeal, and with gratitude. As life gets hard, and ministry even harder, sometimes your hands lose their strength in the work of the Lord. You get tired. But God this morning wants to remind us doesn't want us to forget that man you have been chosen by grace to be part of his family to serve in his kingdom. That's a privilege. So we should consider ourselves lucky. No matter what it is that we might be facing right now in this moment of our lives, we should consider ourselves to be lucky. We should be grateful. For wherever it is that we're, we're at, for whatever it is that we're doing, we should be grateful. And we should consider ourselves blessed. Because you know what? Nothing can get done in the kingdom of God if there are no faithful servants. We do not have reliable Servants who give for the cause, who serve in the ministry. The work of the kingdom would not get done. And I want you to know this morning that's how important you are. God wants to use you. God wants to raise you up so that you can be a loving brother or sister. And a faithful servant in his kingdom.
don't just be any brother or sister. Don't just be any servant. If you're going to do it, do it the right way. That when others refer to you and describe you, that they may describe you like Paul described Tychicus. I'm sending you, my beloved brother, faithful servant in the Lord. That's who he is. And that's how, that's who we should be also. Can you stand to your feet this morning and say, God, change me. Change my mentality. So that I can fulfill your purposes faithfully and lovingly for the building up of your church, God. That we may encourage others by our work and by our attitude. That we may comfort those in distress and encourage the weak to persevere by the way, God, that we go about being brothers and sisters and servants in you. That our actions may speak louder than our words, that our beliefs may become reality. And I pray like Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to 19. I ask that God or the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray this morning that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. And he may enlighten you. And he may open up your mind this morning. So that you may know the hope to which he has called you. That you may know the hope to which he has called you. And when you know the hope to which you have been called. Ministry no longer is a burden. It's a delight. Serving in the Lord no matter what. It's not hard. It's a privilege. Having family members in Christ is not a pain. It's a blessing. Man, we have been chosen. To be part of his family. What a privilege. One day we'll be in heaven with all the saints, our brothers and sisters. Rejoicing in eternity with our Father, our one Father, our one Lord. God, help us to love each other 
the way you have loved us. Help us to serve each other the way you serve us. By giving yourself unconditionally, by loving unconditionally, let us also do the same. So that when others consider us and speak of us, they may refer to us like Paul referred to Tychicus. Beloved and faithful. Beloved and faithful. That's what I want to be. That's what I want to be, God. Help us, Lord, this morning to be loving and faithful in your family and in our service to you. Have your way with us. Come on, raise your hands this morning if that's you. If that's your prayer this morning, come on and tell them, God, change me. Come on, praise them, church, this morning. If you know you're fortunate, if you know you're lucky, man, if you can just see yourself in that way, come on, in gratitude, lift your voice and praise them. Tell them, God, I surrender to you. I surrender all. I surrender my life. Forgive us for complaining. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those who give. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, please subscribe, share, take a screenshot, tag us, and I'll see you next time.